Hello and welcome to uh, Critical Edges podcast, Global Voices, where we talk to people around the world about uh, important and critical topics uh, that relate to the university and to students. Um, our topic on this season, which is our third season, is student mental health in relation to the COVID-19 pandemic, especially lockdown and um, the way that students experience uh, the lockdown measures um, mentally and personally, but also on a broader scale. And uh, today we have a guest from Colombia who's also been with us for uh, first and second season of the of the podcast, um, Juan Camilo Reyes. And um, yeah, he's a student from Uniandes in Bogota. And uh, yeah, we have today to to speak about your COVID-19 lockdown experience or generally your pandemic experience as a student. Um, yeah, what's your what's your story of since about uh, one year where the pandemic started? Yeah, thank you, Sasha. Yeah, I'm really happy to be here again. So yeah, well, in here in Colombia was really dramatic, everything related to the COVID-19 because I think that well, I don't think any any country around the world, well, not all the countries, but uh, a lot of people was really um, afraid about what gonna, what is going on around the world and what's gonna what's gonna happen, um, especially here in Colombia, uh, because the, uh, the people uh, a, a lot of people here in Colombia needs to to be on the streets to to work. Um, of course, for us that, are, that we are students, um, when the universities decide to to close uh, the campus and start to do everything in a virtual way, uh, was I think that was really really dramatic. Um, I'm not uh, I'm not from Bogota. I'm from a, a, a little town near to to Bogota, so for me it was really dramatic that part because I need to move again to to my hometown um, a lot of things change in a really short time and for the first semester of the past year I was like a regular classes and at the middle of the classes we need to change everything to the virtual way so the, the teachers was they have a really hard work to change everything to the virtual uh, to the virtual way, and also we as students we need to change everything because we're really like a, a normal day was go to the university, go to the library, go to the I don't know to the labs, uh, different spaces that we have in the university to study to study. So yeah, I think that it was really really dramatic for me was a critical change because um, well, for me it was really, really hard to, to study in a virtual way at that, at that time. Uh, um, especially for me, uh, I don't know, I think that my, the, my condition is, this, is really similar for a lot of uh, people that study right now the university that I have um, a big problem with uh, anxiety um, and depression. So be alone on my house 
Um, my sister that lived with me go back to to my home to the hometown our hometown earlier in the year and my roomie uh, go back to to the to his uh, hometown too. So I was really alone all the time, like I don't know four months on on my house alone, study. Uh, I never go uh, go to to anywhere to buy like the most essential things. I need to request everything to, to my phone, like uh, using applications, something like that, because uh, here in Bogota for like, I think that was two or three months where we were not able to go to any place. Like we need to stay at home all the time. So yeah, I start to, to be like, I, I start to feel really alone really sad all the time. Um, actually, I, well, all this part of, of the university was really complicated. I started to lose some exams. Um, yeah, yeah I, I really hate it. So actually I decided to stop my studies that semester, and go back to the university from, from May of this year, because I can't imagine study again with that conditions, you know, like all yeah. the time we feel like, I, I don't I think that a lot of people feels in that way that when you study at your home and you never go to university, you are not actually studying. Yeah. A big part of the university is go on, go to the university, see the friends, the face of your friends, that, that about a lot of things that it's not just related to your, to your major. Like, uh, I have friends for all uh, a lot of uh, different uh, like faculties, like science, social science, engineering. Um, and yeah, yeah, I think that right now, uh, I can't imagine the again to to, to the university in the same the same condition. Yeah, I mean, this kind of insecurity around studying under these conditions is something that I've also grappled with in the last few weeks because I've been applying, or I applied for a master's and I've accepted the, the offer. So I'm going to start a master's soon. And um, I've just been thinking, should I even do it? But then I was thinking, well, what's the alternative? What, what else? am I supposed to do, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So what have you been doing since you since you stopped your studies? I start to work. I'm looking for a most common job here in Colombia for people that doesn't have a, the, the degree already is a, and, and no another language like, like English. It's go, um, go to a call center and start to work in a, a bilingual a campaign like uh, I I work with a company here that is called Teleperformance. Um, yeah, I work like uh, handle some calls from uh, an American uh, company uh, with Americans with uh, North American people. So uh, yeah, that is the thing that I do during, during this time. So for me, it was really important because actually I. I I, when I go back to, to my home, I spent like two months uh, looking for a job. And these two months was really, really 
sad. I really hate this, this two months because I don't do anything, but I can go out with my friends or do something. I, I just was all the time was on my home with my mom and my sister. And we start to hate each other because all the time it's like, uh, I, I don't want to see you anymore. <laughs> 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 us all the time say the same thing. So yeah, when I find my, when I find this, this job was amazing because I, I can start to do something else and um, help, of course, help in my house uh, with money because, yeah, I don't know if this happens in, in all the countries around the world, but here in Colombia was really um, problematic, the problem of the jobs. My mom, kind of lose the uh, the job that that she has in, in that moment. She has an, a, a different one, but the the money that she received uh, was really really different. So that's the other the other reason that I start to looking for a for a job. I need to help on my house. Um, but yeah, I think that the, the most important thing for me was looking for another thing. And I have this like a bank page here in Colombia that I speak in English. My English is not the best, but I have the the level required to, to apply for these kind of jobs. So yeah, I mean, I think that this lockdown really showed the question of like, what's the meaning of what I'm doing? Like, not just in an abstract way the meaning of life, but in a concrete way, uh, what 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 am I doing? You know, what's the purpose of what I'm doing? Because there was also a time when I had like basically nothing to look forward to or nothing that was keeping me uh, busy or, or that I, that was like a positive perspective that I could just uh, cling to. And so in that time, I was also really down and, and also had some conflict with my family for, for, for a few days. So it, uh, that was a very stressful time. And um, yeah, just having something um, to look forward to makes a big difference. But what I wanted to talk about is like, what student life used to be before COVID-19 for a moment. Because now that we, maybe we can reflect a little bit better on, on what the student behavior, the normal student behavior before the pandemic um, meant. Because so as a, as a student at university, I don't want to generalize too much because of course there's all kinds of different people and people from different ages, people who have children and so on. But most students, at university would probably, their week would probably look something like this. They would, you know, have five days a week uh, lectures or study related activities, studying, reading and preparing things for, for, for the next session and so on. And then on the weekend uh, or whenever the opportunity would arise, they would, to make it very simple, go crazy, you know, basically meet friends, dance, listen to music or whatever, party, but also just do whatever they like, which in students' life would be a very vibrant and I think sort of lively way of, 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 of living because they're young people, of course, young and privileged as well. <clears throat> and so um, we can understand this as kind of um, something coming in, like knowledge and, and, and something um, keeping you busy and, and, and making you... Uh, that, that one side of you was, was being professional and learning and so on. And then the release of that, being able to release that, being able to forget it for, for maybe one or two days. Um, and 
and having like something that is basically a counterbalance to to what you're doing in your everyday life and when you don't have that counterbalance anymore um and not even the little bit of counterbalance that you would get from being on campus or so on then it, the whole studying part feels like um there's something missing not just to the the personal but also to the studying life as if we cannot really learn as well if I, I almost feel like the par studying part is part of the learn and like I mean the the partying or the the weekend part in a way is kind of part of the the learning process. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about that? No, I think that with this lockdown, we we start to to see that uh, we as students we need to yeah actually no I I I, I think with the with lockdown the people start to see that the 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 university is not just uh go and learn some specific knowledge um like um like take all this this knowledge and produce a, a new worker on the world it's more like uh build a, a person and um, you need the balance that you talked about uh, but also i think that the people is 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 looking in now it's more obvious that a lot of students have these problems with the university because it's really stressful. Like all the time you feel like uh, during the, the week, you need, to, you need to do some lectures, you need to prepare some things, you need to go to class, you need to do exercises, you need to do a lot of things. And all the time you feel like, a, like, like you are a, a little bump, you know? In, in, in a moment you can explode. But you have the weekend. But if you take that part of the lives, well, it's like a, everything is broken. Mm -hmm. I think that we need to, we need to think and maybe change a lot of things related to the education around the universities because this is not okay. Like, it's not okay that if you take out, if you if you are not able to go to a party or go with your friends on the weekend, you feel like a shit all the time. <laughs> that is not okay. And this is something that the universities need to start to, to think about yeah. it and make changes because it's not, um, what is the idea to go to a university, pay a lot of money, for example, here in Colombia, if you, not, you don't go to a public university, you need to pay a lot of money, that is my case, that, I have, that you need to pay a lot of money to go to a university to learn something, but all the time feel like you're going to that you feel broken all the time, that it's yeah. not okay. Yeah, I mean, um, um, mental health and is a political issue, is, is what yeah, you're saying in a, as well, right? Yeah, and <laughs> um, the universities need to start to think that they, they are, that the people that go to the university in, in kind of, in, in kind of to, to see, uh, we are like, uh, build the, the person that's gonna work in the future. And you want to have good people um, on the streets working. You don't want to people that feel all the time like they need to, I don't know, fight for the work, or they need to feel like uh, every time, all the time, they need to feel a, 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 with a lot of stress, a lot of, of um, I don't know, like afraid that, that everything gonna go wrong, bad, something yeah. like that. So yeah, yeah, I think that this. This, that model that we have in the past was really bad. And I don't think that the people 
that right now we don't need to think that we're going to go back to the, to the normal life. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think that we need to change it. We need to yeah. use the opportunity to do something else and something better. Yeah, I think you're tapping into a really important issue, which maybe could be like the main topic for today. Because if we're looking at the 1960s, what happened in the Western world, um, or mostly in the Western world, where the student protests, by the way, sorry if there's some ch- ch- children screaming in the background, those are my little sisters. So um, there were student movements or student-led movements, movements led by young people um, in the 1960s against the Vietnam War, then of course the civil rights movement, movement which was not led by students or, or young people mostly, but mostly of course led by um, very important uh, figures like Martin Luther King and uh, Hobie Carmichael and so on. But <clears throat> the point is that they were, that the students were a, a very important part of social change and cultural change. Um, the universities were like a hub for activism and, and, and rethinking the world um, or a meeting place, a place of protest. So the university is well known to be like a political space, right? Uh, where, where, where things happen. Now the campuses are empty, but there is clearly the, both the mental and the political and the historical need for some, some movement that, that, that creates change among young people. And so there's two issues here that, that are important. One of them is how can you burden a, a whole generation with the task of sort of reinventing a sustainable world uh, or changing the world to become sustainable um, while also being uh, basically suffering from depression and anxiety from, from conditions like this. And then the other part is mm, how do students congregate politically or create political change that is, or cultural and cultural change as well, if they are not together in the same spaces, right? Or, or maybe these are now the virtual spaces, internet spaces, I don't know. But what do you think about these these issues about the role of students in in the in the world and in the changing world? Yeah, I have not here in Colombia, but I have a like a near um, experience that live other countries like Chile, here in South America. That on Chile, the the student movement and protests are really really strong. Because well, I think that of course is because they have like a uh, a lot of uh, political moments that is was really dramatic and really strong when when the the the, the military uh, take the the power on the on the on the country and the students was the, the first the first part of the of the population that start to see that. Everything was completely wrong, and they start to 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 protest against against of these these kind of things. Um, and I think that there is a other. This is something that I think that we need to to start to see also. And you are completely right about this. I, I completely agree with you that the the universities need to be a a, a political space that the 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 people that are in 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 contact all the time with the new information with the with this um with this new wave to to this new way to think 
like uh, we know that this in this moment we don't we are not we need to change a lot of things we are not able to to be in the same way because our world is not no longer sustainable with the same way that we are doing the things right now and the change need to start on the universities because we have the information we have the, the knowledge and we have the privilege to to be on these parts that we create all the time this information we need to to start to tell the, the rest of the, the, the people like this is the change that we need to do and I think that the activism from the, the from the students is uh, are really really important it's really really important that we need go we start to raise raise our voices and and tell the people that what we what we think about the this this world that we're gonna uh, receive in a kind of way to see it like we're gonna go to this world to work and how we think that we need to change these kind of things um, and i think that this like for example this is a, a first step to to see that the people are really that we are living in a, in a world that we are all the time like sad stress and with a lot of depression and anxiety because if everything starts at the university how do you feel how how can you imagine a, a different life in the moment that you're going to start to think how how you're going to handle your life uh, the rest of your life that you are starting the university and you feel that way of course you go to the to the world and you feel the same way you are with that idea on your mind you need to be all the time with this stress on your mind because it's the only way that you're gonna learn and you're gonna be um, i don't know that you're gonna uh, make things great things in, in the world you need to be all the time like running all the time and doing all everything with a lot of stress uh, on your back so yeah, I think that we need to do a lot of changes and we need to start with to change the the universities and the way that we learn. So in that way we can do we can start to think in another aspects uh, about our world. Uh, but we need to do it really really soon. It's yeah. possible that we have this lockdown that is just one year and we have a lot of people that start to um start to go out to the university, start the studies, decide to go to do something else because all the time the people feel really unhappy. And I can imagine that all the thing, the only thing that the people of the, the students of the universities have to feel happy is the campus and the weekend. <laughs> okay. This is wrong. This is the yeah. part that yeah. really wrong. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, you're right. I know. I I just think that uh, recently one of my best friends who was from the in USA um, started to have depression and they don't tell us uh, to anybody about that. Uh, and if if we don't, if the family doesn't talk about that with us, it's impossible for us to to see that we suffer these kind of things. And I think that it, that is because we already have a lot of uh, bad feelings and, and mis I don't know how to say it, like a lot of, um, I forget the word, like uh, we see every all the time that if the people have these kind of things like anxiety or depression is that they are a mad people, like you are crazy. Mm -hmm. 
but it's more it's really common that people have yeah that. it's actually a normal reaction i mean um yeah we are social creatures right so of course we need the social aspect of um, but what you said just now, just I thought it was a very good point about um, thinking of students not just, or thinking as a student is not just sort of living towards the campus and the, the weekend, but towards something bigger. And so what you said, I already had like two ideas about this question um, of what the role of students could be in political change. And now you gave me a third one. So the first two ideas that I had were the first one is like kind of a pessimistic one, which is that if I look into um, cultural and political change in the past that came from, from students or from, from young people, then oftentimes a big uh, role um, or a, a, an important part of these movements was a kind of joy, right? A kind of affirmation of life. So if I'm thinking about the hippies, they caused change by, uh, by showing that they love life and that they that they that they are happy and joyful and and, and that they are not uh, weird or, or sad just because they are different but that you know so this kind of joy was maybe what made them popular what made young people think oh wow i want to be one of them you know so Jimi hendrix or something is of course he's not only only a political figure he's much more than that but Mm. But you, with somebody like him, you could see, okay, this whole thing is a lot of fun. And so I can join them because it's fun. But where's the fun in, in what, what our generation is supposed to do? So this is the pessimistic idea. Now, the second idea that, that, um, that I had was maybe the, <clears throat> or actually I'm going to skip that because I think your idea is way more interesting. I'm going to go right to the third. Um, your idea was that rather than us living towards uh, in this routine towards the weekend and just releasing what we've sort of um, built up during the week uh, in the form of partying and, and, and relaxing and so on, we we have, we don't no longer have this release that comes week by week. And so we need to have like a, a big release. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we need to, we, we are sort of building up maybe, and this is just an idea, but maybe in those months where we are sort of, depressed and anxious and seeing what's going wrong in the world. We are creating all of these fantasies in our mind, which we think maybe are crazy delusions or something, or we're creating all of these desires and wishes about how things could be differently and so on. And so once we have the opportunity to do that, there's a lot of energy and a lot of willingness to, to engage in that, with, which maybe wouldn't have been there before. <clears throat> so this is the more optimistic idea. Um, yeah. What do you think about that? Do you think it's one of them is more strong, one of these tendencies, more the pessimistic or the optimistic one? I think that this is something that really depends that which part of the world are you located, actually. Mm -hmm. Because, um, I don't know, I'm talking just for me right now. Um, like, I think that the big problem right now is that the, the people doesn't see that if you're in, on the university, you have all this pressure. Um, they see like uh, if you are telling, if, for example, if you say, if you talk to your, to your family that you are really tired, that you feel uh, really frustrated with your university, uh, with anxiety, if you have some 
moments of depression. And, and again, you're, you're right, we are, we are, I don't want to generalize too much with this, but the, the most common situation is that the family says like, you don't want to study, you are like, a, you are just telling that because you are a, um, a lazy guy. Yeah. It's like, uh, no, <laughs> actually I just live in a really hard world of all time. For example, here in Colombia, all the time we have really bad news on the on the TV and TV shows. All the time it's like uh, uh, somebody was murdered in different parts of Colombia because we have this internal conflict that we live for more than uh, 60 years. Uh, we have these problems of uh, problems on the streets. We have problems that our government. It's really bad. We have a lot of things like all the time. The 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 situation in Colombia is is really bad. It's really sad. All the time is like a black. Everything is black. Um, you have that that idea on your mind, and you go to university, and you all the time you feel stressed. You have all things uh, behind you, and but in that moment you have the opportunity to go to the university and talk with your friends. But now. You just receive this bad news, and also you have all this distress. You don't have time to go to your friends because all the time you need to be on your home. So the only way that you have to like release that is talk, talk with your family or and other friends about that situation. And because we don't understand that this is something that is really happened, that it's a a, a condition that we can live. Like a person can have anxiety because something is wrong on his mind, something is wrong in the biology of in his body, something is wrong. Uh, so the the, the 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 common situation is that all the people say is like you are crazy or you just you just don't want to to study. Mm -hmm. Like you decide to be, uh, you decide to do anything. You don't want yeah. to you don't want to study. I really want to do it, but it's impossible for me right now because I feel in this, in, in this way. So yeah, that's a very important point in what you're saying because in the last year or so, I started to read them, um, or I read two books by by Carl Jung, a, a Swiss a psychiatrist from the first half of the 20th century, who was a very important figure in, in psychiatry and a very different thinker than what we normally think of psychiatry. Normally, we think Psychiatry is all about giving people medicine and, and just having these standardized uh, therapy um, approaches. But Carl Jung was extremely focused on the human itself, his or her story, um, and, and um, using comparison to mythology and, and culture and, and, and religion and so on to understand what's going on uh, within people. And so he, he didn't see somebody as crazy. He saw somebody as... For example, somebody who was psychotic as sort of manifesting some part of the psyche that is actually that some in a way we all have, but but we just don't maybe don't all get put under the kind of conditions where we uh, tend to experience them. But he said something about anxiety that reminded me of what you just said because Carl Jung said about anxiety to in a nutshell to to make it shorter that it's kind of a sign that something needs to change. It's a sign that something is wrong. So what you were saying is that. Um, <clears throat> Some people have anxiety because something is wrong in their in their body, and then other people have anxiety because of their social conditions. But 
the way Carl Jung sees it is that generally speaking, not just for some people, but generally speaking, anxiety is um, a sign that, um, or I think that's at least how I understand Carl Jung, uh, a sign that something needs to change in your life. Basically a call to something bigger, a call to something greater or a call to something different. Um, a call that your own mind has as because your own mind is sort of wiser than than just what you are conscious of there's more going on because you carry the whole of human history in a way within you or instincts and 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 genetic uh, predispositions that are a million years old right <clears throat> and so our response of depression and anxiety is not uh, just sort of uh, missing out on life or something it's um it's the the part of us that is just our nature our, the part of us that is that is um yeah a deep and and a personal aspect of our psyche and also a collective aspect of our psyche that part um is telling us all right something is not not doing well something needs to change and so <clears throat> um what i'm wondering is how do people, because of course, clearly now there's way more people who are struggling with anxiety and depression than can ever be going to a psychologist. Like there were way more people than, than you can just treat with the, the, the kind of therapy that we know, which is the cognitive behavioral therapy or just sort of talking to us, to a, to a, a psychotherapist. There's way more people who, who are struggling than can ever be treated in this way. So I'm wondering how do people sort of self-medicate or how do people self-therapize, you know, or what give themselves therapy? Do they do it by starting art or do they do it by, by trying to um, do like more sport and so on? What, what are the things that you've, what are the responses that you observed with, within yourself of how you started to sort of heal yourself or change yourself? And what are the responses that you've observed in people who are close to you, like uh, your friends and so on? Yeah, I think that the, the most important thing is that you, you need to have is like any, any hobby, like something that you feel completely happy when you try to do it, you know? So for example, uh, on my side, I really love playing video games. So I play video games all the time with my friends. Uh, but also I start to play guitar again. I, uh, I tried when I was really young. And now I start to, uh, to try to learn to play guitar again because my girlfriend is a really good musician. So I try to, to do it too. Um, and actually, uh, she's a good example about how to, how to handle these kind of things because she, not just with the music, also she, uh, she likes to do sports and, and, and she likes to record uh, when, uh, when she sings or something like that. So I think that the best way to handle this kind of situations is uh, doing something that you feel completely happy when you do it. So sometimes when the people just focus to on, on a story or in, in the future, just a focus on, on work, and I think in is in that moment that they start to have this 
this call that you told that we need to change something on the on the life because you are not doing anything that make you happy in in that strong way you know when when you do something that you love with your life you don't think that you are doing something that uh, that it's hard in a way to yeah. think you know that you really enjoy uh-huh. doing that thing so sometimes a lot of people have like the, the, the dream job like they doing something that they really uh, love and they love to be there but the most common situation is that the people have a work that they don't want to they don't like in in all the time you know uh-huh. and they need to this week like we like, like us as students we need this weekend to go to a party in the future you need to have a weekend to stay at home uh, watching movies and doing anything because you need to release that on your mind i think that maybe we need to do something else like uh, again play a guitar and go to do exercise go to do a sport and do uh, something like a yoga or something like that i think that these kind of things we need to uh, we need to see that this this these things that seems like a like a a little part of life actually is a it's more bigger and you need to have that on your life these little things that you can do during the time is really really important for me it's really important to take my guitar and start to play the same three songs that i have that, that i know because i don't know anything else uh-huh. but that maybe makes me feel really really happy so uh-huh. and it's really important is uh, the life is not is not just studying or or work it's everything you know you need to have a balance on your life but it's not like i think that this is the most big change that that for me i need to do it on myself and uh, it's doesn't think that i'm gonna do something else on the weekend to release something that i do during the week i need mm-hmm. to need to do these little things during the weekend during the week i'm sorry so i'm gonna feel a little bit more balance on my life Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit more happy because, yeah, yeah, be a uh, student is not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, in this moment, it's really terrible for me. Actually, it, it's my my opinion. Uh, and we need to do these these changes. And the university needs to 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 start to think in that part that we need to have this balance during the university. And it's really yeah. important for them because we are very students. When you look at kind of trends that are now um, appearing, uh, you can also see some interesting changes. I I remember maybe a year or two ago, like before the pandemic, I felt a kind of despair because the the way out of of our current global predicament uh, or systemic crisis, back at the time, um, I thought and still think to, to a large extent was to create like um, more self-sustaining local communities where people are sort of doing things themselves rather than buying things uh, from a major corporation uh, in the supermarket and so on. And, and but uh, I felt a certain despair about that idea because I was thinking, well, we, a few hundred years ago or a few decades ago, people had used to have all of these skills like how to ferment food and how to uh, you know 
knit their own um, scarves and all of these kinds of things that where you can like people could do things themselves right they could produce things themselves they could just sit down and and take care of something and then in the last few decades at least in the western world i think we gradually lost a lot of these skills of doing things yourself because we became more and more uh, used to the fact that we can just order things online and go to the supermarket and get somebody else to do it and so on and so now we see these trends appearing of more diy like doing things yourself at home people also in germany started baking at uh, at home a lot i think generally also not in, not just in germany um started to ferment their own food or, or do any kinds of things like this that relate to um making your own food and, and so on mm. so um these kinds of things are not only good for for your mind but they also make you capable in a way of being more self-sustaining and less dependent on the global capitalist order the way it has become um so this was was is one thing that is occurring and then there's another thing occurring where, because you also talked about yoga and and, and people um sort of uh, finding these all these ways to i guess you could say heal themselves or make themselves um feel better um it, which is a kind of spiritual shift like or like you can call it a spiritual shift you can also just call it a psychological shift i don't know but it's a kind of shift where maybe 20 years ago or something um, people would think that you were a bit weird if you were at least in the western world uh, maybe you were a little bit weird if you were um into into yoga as a maybe as a guy because yoga used to be more of a thing that women did or something like this i don't know like a lot of um these things have become much more normalized and much more common and people ha are in a way starting to connect more or at least on a more common basis to the to activities that um where they sort of engage with their own mental well-being and, and um, mindfulness do you think that that this has a that both of these things of doing things yourself at home and um, mindfulness on, and spirituality or mental well-being things do you think that they have uh, that they are going to cause or that they are causing a kind of cultural and political shift the similar to what we were talking about earlier which that we need do you think it's already occurring in a way I think that, yeah, I, I don't think that this kind, of, kind of changes with our generation. I think that our generation is uh, um, start to understand we need to please, we need to normalize this kind of activities because everybody needs something to, to feel um, healthy and also that we are not able to continue uh, like using our world in the way that we are doing, we are doing right now in, in a long term we're gonna we are not able to do the same thing in the same in the same way because we are losing everything like everything on our world all our resources and everything so i think that we start to do this um, like 
some years ago, but I think that at this time with, the, with this uh, pandemic and with the lockdowns, we start to uh, looking for a different ways to, to change our lives. Uh, and especially for people that never do something on the, on the house. But for, for me, it was really, really funny to that a lot of friends of mine never cook and they need to start to cook on their houses because if they, they don't cook, they don't eat. <laughs> because it was uh, for three or four months, yeah, all the restaurants were completely closed, so they need to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, and they start to understand they, how, how hard it is to go to a supermarket and to do all the essential yeah. things. So it's like um, recognize that everything is a little bit more, more complex than you think all the time. Mm -hmm. And we need to do something on our houses because it's more cheaper, it's more safety, it's more healthy for you, and you learn a lot of different skills. So a lot of people, for example, that they never never cook on their life, they start to cook and see that they love to cook. Something yeah. that's really simple and basic. It's something that make, um, as you say, like, um, and make make you a more healthy person. So, mm -hmm. I think these these things uh, we start to recognize that we have these kind of things that we need to do it because it was mandatory in that moment uh, with the pandemic. But also now you can do it uh, without the, the lockdown. Mm -hmm. You can do all these all these things, and yeah. we need to uh, people go to go to yoga or uh, they love to do some meditation. Like I really love to, to do meditation one, uh, once uh, um, all the day, all the days, sorry. Uh, so yeah, I think that we need to start to see that a lot of things that the people think that you are a little weird or maybe are really irrelevant are really important for the, for the life and just for you we need to think that we are living in a really crazy world, that we are losing a lot of if we don't change. Uh, and we need to start to change on our houses, on our life, because we change like uh, other yeah. people. Yeah, I mean, I keep coming back to this sentence also already in, a, in another episode. I just kept coming back to it, which is the sentence, the personal is political, right? I mean, it's uh, something that the feminists came up with uh, a few decades ago, but the personal is political that it's more than just relating to like the way that women are uh, maybe the way that oppression of women is sort of reproduced in the household and things like that but just uh, a, gen a general principle that is just mind-blowing if you think about the, the implications of it because it means that what we think of as political change is also in a way psychological change right so if we're thinking about the phenomenon in america not just in America, also in, in other countries, uh, of people um, buying into conspiracy theories and um, and <clears throat> you know sort of saying that Corona is, is, is a hoax or or just this general attitude. You can think about it as just in a sort of Kantian way as like oh this person is just lacking enlightenment or something. But I think that this is a super ignorant way of looking at it and arrogant as well. Because I think it's more, you have to look at it more psychologically. Because 
if when we are all in our own homes and relating to our like basically to our devices, to our TV and our, our internet access and so on. Mm. And there's all of these things raining down on us that are causing pressure or making us afraid or making us depressed and so on. Um, and then we go into this uh, internet rabbit holes of like internet forums and YouTube videos and so on. Um, then, and this is something that I, that I wanted to say earlier already and now I'm going to come back to it because now it fits because earlier when you were saying that um, the university is about forming a whole person and not just uh, um, amassing knowledge about certain things. Mm, the same thing is true with, with being online as well, right? Being online is not just passively consuming images and um, and maybe watching a documentary and learning something about whatever whales or something, but but the internet is socializing you into becoming a certain person. It's shaping you to become a certain kind of person. And so, if you're exposed to a certain kind of um, content, and and your algorithm has maybe adapted to to recommend you only these kinds of videos and so on, then you are going to become that. Um, and so the psychological um, changes that we're seeing are basically uh, have to do with how much we we as a person are able to resist this force that is pulling us into becoming a certain kind of thing, right? So when if there's a the the YouTube um, channels that I that I have subscribed to and that I watch every day and so on, they're sort of turning me into a certain kind of political person who was believing certain things and so on. The same is going on with other people. Mm. But one, if we manage to have a more mind, mindfulness in the way we relate, we relate to social media or, or our devices, which, of course, everything is pointing in the other direction, but through at least through a certain kind of mindfulness or a, a certain kind of consciousness relating to our, our uh, online behavior and media behavior, we could... Um, try to resist these sort of forces um, and well yeah now I'm kind of losing my thread because now the question is is the opposite occurring are we all becoming like shaped by the internet into being a certain kind of person and being in our bubbles and and, and it's just causing more fragmentation of society or are we uh, or is there also the opposite tendency going on where we are I guess, um, yeah, you know, becoming more conscious of the fact that that uh, this all this stuff is is kind of making us crazy. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, I think this is a really. I don't know. I I think that right now we are living uh, again in a crazy world. But you have access to a lot of information all the time. And for me, that is the thing that you are talking, that you are talking right now is the most important thing for me that we need to go to the universities as a physical space, you know? Because sometimes the only way that you can form as a person in a better way is interact mm -hmm. with other people. Yeah, and also to get somebody to tell you no, you're not right, you know? Exactly. If you're at home all the time and you just 
using information from your computer, the most possible thing is that you think that all the knowledge on all the information that you are receiving is the correct one. Mm -hmm. And you don't have anything, anybody to tell you that you may be wrong or to make uh, these discussions, the normal discussions that you have with your friends or partners or fellowships like uh, all the time you need to to put your knowledge in these in these discussions to to see if you are if you're right or you need to change something. Um, yeah. I think that is the most problematic thing of the lockdown that you don't have that 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 tool on your life. You don't yeah. have the other person to tell you that maybe the thing that you're talking right now it's uh, it's wrong or you you can think in another way you can see another face of, of that information or that mm -hmm. and everything no yeah um, yeah that that's why on, on the on the beginning of the, on the conversation that I think that the you know, university is not just the place that you can collect a lot of information it's the place that you're gonna form uh, you as a person because you go and you have discussions even with the most essential uh, thoughts that you have, religion, um, political things, it's, it's uh, things that you think that you have on your mind all the time and maybe you can change it. So I think this is really important that we go back to the universities, but now the universities have a really hard and difficult uh, work and they change this, this, this way that they they are teaching because it's not fair that all the time you feel bad and you need to have the weekend. Yeah. So I think that is the, that, that is the conclusion that we learn in, with this lockdown is that we need the, the, the physical spaces to, to change a lot of things and build uh, good persons that are going to go to the, to the world and work and change everything. Like, you know, you know the most optimistic way to, to see yeah. the role we're going to have in the future, but also they need to see that the, the people that, that is going to the university uh, have a lot of things. Uh, they have a lot of stress, they have anxiety, they have depression, they have problems. Um, this is something that we really need to see. Um, right now, I don't have a solution for that. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I, if we could look a little bit if we're talking about a solution, we could look a little bit to the idea that in a way this virus is telling us something, of course, not directly telling us something as in talking to us, but this virus is forcing us into a certain kind of existence. And I think that if we look at what the virus is telling us in that sense, it's basically telling us to create or recreate um, lo local communities those can be just a family but it can also be a group of friends or it can be 10 people or so and we're so sort of isolating together as a as a unit or whatever but we're keeping themselves away from from this virus um by sticking together as a small community it can also be 50 people or 100, 100 people or so but it, what what has to happen is that these communities start to take care of each other and and start to um, do things themselves and just find a solution in whatever their local environment is for whatever their local problems are. And, and, and so, and then all of these local communities in a sense 
can be connected through the internet. So we are still, we're not missing out on the global aspect or on the wider aspect, but this wider aspect, we have it through the internet, but our most basic needs or the kinds of needs that cannot be met through the internet or that should not be met through the internet um, can, be, can be taken care of in those local communities. That's, I think, what I think makes a lot of sense as a way forward. Uh, also to try things out on a small scale and because only when you try things out on a small scale and can you can see whether they're going to work on on a large scale and so yeah if i had to look for a solution i think i would look in that direction okay yeah as i told you i don't have something on mind it is i think that solution is really a european solution <laughs> i don't think that that's going to work here in, in Latin america for example mm -hmm. Different thing. Uh, I'm going to. I think that the, the most principal thing that we need to change is that the people need to you know, understand that you don't need to live your life because you want to be happy. That, that is the, the, the principal goal that you need to have on your mind. Be happy, not be not be successful. I, I don't know. All the time we need to think. All the time you have on your mind that you need to do great things. And this is not something that is wrong. But you need to think that also you need to be happy during the trouble. And once you finally make that great things, all the, all the trouble, all the process, you feel happy. Because if you feel with a lot of pain and a lot of stress during the trouble, what is the idea? <laughs> I mean, maybe like, the, the great thing that you can do is just taking care of yourself, developing and being a good person. That's maybe the great thing you can do. That's what's in your power. And yeah. So the most important thing is that you, you need to feel healthy and, and healthy. Um, because the rest, I don't, I don't think that they, it's something that, that you need to fight. Like mm -hmm. if you feel all time bad, you need to change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is not the life. And the life is, is to be happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's. I think that's a great way to end this um, this episode. And um, thank you for for your thoughts and for your um, perspective from from Colombia, but also just your personal perspective. Um, yeah. Um, this podcast, Global Voices, is exactly about that kind of uh, uh, look over the over the the ocean or whatever. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, thank you for that. Well, yeah, I really like to, to be here and also like a little bit do uh, this little comparison, like how do you think and how I think uh, we can solve this, 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 this problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 thanks a lot.